The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Simon Peter followed Jesus, and so did another disciple. Since that the disciple was known to the high priest, he entered with Jesus into the courtyard of the high priest. But Peter stood outside at the door. So the other disciple, who was known to the high priest, went out and spoke to the servant girl who kept watch at the door and brought Peter in. The servant girl at the door said to Peter, You also are not one of this man's disciples, are you? He said, I am not. Now the servants and officers made a charcoal fire because it was cold. They were standing and warming themselves. Peter also was with them standing and warming himself. So they said to him, You also are not one of his disciples, are you? He denied it and said, I am not. One of the servants of the high priest, a relative of the man whose ear Peter had cut off, asked, Did I not see you in the garden with him? Peter again denied it, and at once a rooster crowed. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You may be seated. Today we continue with our series, Ignite the Fire. Last week, again, we talked about how fire gives us light, and this week, we're going to talk about how fire is a source of of heat or warmth. And there's something comforting about a warm fire, sitting around, listening to it crackle, maybe have some marshmallows, as you feel that warmth radiating over you on a cool fall day. It's a great place to enjoy the company of friends or family, or maybe even make some new friends. In fact, we like to cuddle up to all sorts of warm things, right? It may be the fire of a cool day or a warm bowl of soup as sickness is tearing through your household. Or maybe it's that warm cup of coffee or tea that you drink with friends or the warm embrace of a loved one. These are things that bring us comfort. And as we settle into the warmth, it's amazing how our our guard is let down and we simply enjoy those moments, are present in those moments. Have you ever done that after a hard day? Just cozy up to something warm and let those worries just melt away? I mean, what what warm thing do you find comfort in? For me, it's like blankets, like just tons of blankets and maybe some coffee. And I don't think it's bad that we find comfort in these things. It's okay that we're drawn to them because I believe ultimately it's drawing us towards God. Now we have to make an important distinction that Pastor Mookie did last week with with metaphors. It's not that God is like a warm fire, but rather that fire is like God. It reveals to us a small truth of who he is, who this one is, who created fire itself. It was the evening or early morning hours when they had taken Jesus away, where we pick up the gospel reading today. The cold air had had caused this chill over the region. I looked it up. It's not uncommon in the months of March and April, when the Passover is held, that in the evenings, Jerusalem can get into the low 40s or even 30s. And so it's no wonder that Peter, as he, he follows John into the courtyards where they put Jesus on trial, that, that he 
finds himself next to a fire, a charcoal fire, to try to find some warmth. But there were no making of friends that evening for Peter. As Jesus was dragged out, I can only imagine what was going through Peter's mind. What would happen to Jesus? What were they going to do to Jesus? Would he be next? What exactly was going on? What was happening in in all of this? It was all happening so fast. And so though Peter is right there by the fire, his, his face dimly illuminated by the glow, and he's asked, are you a disciple of Jesus? He was already asked by the gate, and he denied it. And again now, coming in, he's asked twice more by the fire. And as he's trying to warm himself by this fire, he denies the Christ. There's no comfort for him to be had. Three times he denied Jesus. And later in that day, they nailed Jesus to the wood of the cross, naked and subjected to the cold. There's no fire to warm him. There's no comfort to give him. It was just him upon a cross against the forces of his own creation until he dies. And Peter's nowhere to be found. His heart had grown cold and distant from the one he confessed as Lord and God. There was no fire that could warm that chill in his heart as he denied Jesus. And then we fast forward a few weeks after the resurrection and the disciples are out fishing on their boat in the Sea of Galilee and they don't catch anything until the stranger on shore shouts out to them to cast their net on the other side. And the catch is spectacular. So many they can hardly haul it in. And John and Peter immediately know that this is the Lord, this is Jesus. And so Peter jumps into the water and he swims to the shore and he finds Jesus there sitting by a charcoal fire. Now remember, we're not too far away from the cold nights of Passover. Have you ever jumped into a cold lake? Have you? I'm not saying this was the first polar bear plunge, but it's not far off. And so there, there you have Peter emerging from the water, doubtless shivering from the cold water, completely soaked from, from head to toe. And once again, he he huddles around a charcoal fire. Now that fire is not going to, if you've ever been soaked head to toe and cold, that fire is not going to do anything. It's just cold. But there's this otherworldly warmth that radiates from Jesus. As he says, Peter, do you love me? Three times he says this, giving Peter this opportunity to confess his love for Jesus. To undo, in a sense, the three denials that happened during the passion of Jesus with these three proclamations of love. No longer was was Peter hidden in the dark of night, but he was warmed quite literally by the light of the sun. Not the sun, but the, the Son of God. A warmth and comfort that, that comes to him in the midst of hardship and regret. We can only imagine Peter's regret at rejecting Jesus in that cold moment of darkness. And here we see Jesus bringing warmth to Peter and restoring him. I can only imagine the smile on his face. Ever see someone, you get out of the water, you're shivering cold and you got that grin on your face? I can just imagine it. 
the joy of seeing Jesus. The fire within Peter was rekindled. Not of Peter's own doing. But it's Jesus who rekindles that fire of faith, that fire that burns so brightly within Peter. He throws another log on the fire, if you will. Right? Fire does not stay stagnant. It's either the fire's either growing hotter or it's growing colder. If you want a fire to keep going, eventually you have to throw on it another log. You've got to keep it stoked. You've got to keep it warm. Otherwise, it just becomes embers and ash. That's what Jesus does. In the Revelation reading today, we have Jesus condemning the church of Laodicea for growing lukewarm. Not because they had completely denied their Savior as Peter, but because they became rich. Or rather, what becoming rich did to them. From all, from all intents, it sounds like in the reading that they were still going to church, they were still doing the Jesus thing, but something else had happened. They no longer relied on their God, and so they no longer trusted their God. They turned to their own ways. They gave into a life of luxury and leisure and comfort. There's a picture of the amphitheater at Laodicea, a place countless Christians probably enjoyed and spent money and time. And while they were enjoying their life of luxury and comfort, they failed to trust in the words of God. Not just saying, oh, I trust them. Not just saying, I trust Jesus, I love you. But actually living out that faith. Their hearts were far from him. I mean, it's easy with a bit of money to enjoy the many things the world has to offer. And let's be honest, money can solve a whole variety of problems. It can't solve everything, but it can solve quite a lot. And Jesus says, don't be blinded by your riches. Repent. Trust in God. Money may be able to buy some semblance of warmth, coffee or soup or, or wood for the fire, but how quickly that, that wealth can be burned up and suddenly gone. How quickly that wealth can, can disappear, that thing we trusted and fail us. And Jesus is saying there's a warmth that is deeper than all the comforts of this world. A warmth that all those comforts points to. A warmth that restored Peter as he was shivering cold from swimming through that cold water. A warmth that comforted the saints throughout persecution and loneliness and hardship and countless sacrifices they made. A warmth which comes from trusting Jesus instead of relying on the failures of trying to trust in ourselves, as if we could be our own salvation. Jesus today wants to kindle a fire within your heart, within you. But we must ask ourselves, what is the condition of my heart? And be honest. Is it a raging fire right now, burning brightly with passion for the Lord? Is it kind of just a nice little in-between fire? Is it, is it the cold embers and ash of a dying fire? Whatever it is, Jesus wants to rekindle that fire of faith within you, to throw another log on the fire, to watch how it burns with such beauty. And he wants to, he wants to kindle that fire in this place, in our community at Trinity, so I think we have to ask ourselves, what is the condition of our heart at Trinity? What would it look like if 
for the fire of Christ to burn brightly in our lives and in our midst. I mean, look at Peter, how he lived in the book of Acts after this encounter with Christ, how he was freed, he was unleashed to burn brightly because he drew close to the heat source itself. Just as we would draw close to a fire, he he drew close to Jesus and found all of his strength and passion in Christ. What a powerful thing that is for us as children, that he would burn so brightly within our own hearts and our own minds. This week, we're going to be handing out these, uh, these small glass vials. And it's, it's a symbol to help us draw our hearts and our minds toward Jesus. Inside of here, there's, there's a little match. And then there's a prayer. And it says this, Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in them the fire of your love. And we're going to be using that prayer in the coming weeks, both in worship, but I would encourage you to put this somewhere you see it every day and to use it in your own personal prayer life. Because my, my hope is that no one would ever say of Trinity that this is a lukewarm community, or, or even more so, that, that God would never look upon us as a lukewarm community of faith. But that this would be a place where the Holy Spirit kindles within us the fire of his love. Not, not just as individuals, but as this community. That others would come to this place of worship and be comforted by the warmth of God. A warmth that has impacted so many of us and has drawn us here again and again and again. A warmth which comes when our sins are forgiven. Something that money can't buy, can't get for us. We find ourselves welcomed and accepted by God. That others would come to this place and find themselves welcomed and accepted by their brothers and sisters in Christ. So at the end of worship, we're going to be handing these out. You'll be able to grab one and may serve as a reminder to never let that faith grow cold, but to call upon that Holy Spirit that was given to us in the waters of baptism, even even as we experience today for Evelyn, so that it would always be burning brightly, a faith that would bring us comfort in the midst of all situations, because it's a faith that relies and leans on on our God and trusts in our God, that would bring us comfort for cold times ahead, that would bring us comfort in in the hard times that are before us, that would bring us comfort in the midst of of the darkness that always comes, because there is a day where the, the fire will burn brightly and will not be quenched ever. And we're joined with all the saints in heaven. Because there will be moments in life where the comforts of this world fail us. The hope of this world fails us. But the warmth which comes from Christ promises to never grow cold. So may that burn brightly forever and ever. Let us pray together the prayer on the screen. Come, Holy Spirit. Fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in them the fire of your love. Amen. 
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.